This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. All right, welcome back once again. Oh, yeah, Decibel Geek Podcast time. I'm Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Where were you on Friday night? I was hanging out at a place called the Metal Farm, otherwise Metal known Farm. otherwise known as Luke Carl's house. Nice. Yeah, Luke Carl, serious uh, Hair Nation DJ, if you don't know. That guy's awesome. You'll be hearing more from him in the future. Ozzy's Boneyard, all that good stuff. Right, and actually I almost I almost uh, cursed him this week because uh, a lot of people were complaining about hearing things like Nickelback on Hair Nation. Really? Yeah, and it uh, turns out it, it's like a weekend where they're introducing a new channel called The Rock Bar. So it's not Hair ah. Nation, and it's not Luke's fault. So Okay. He's spared from the uh, I was going to say, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I was about to go cuss him out. <laughs> <What the fuck laughs> go like? crazy on him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, he does not know the depth of your Nickelback hatred. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't hated on Nickelback in quite a while. You haven't unleashed that fury in a little bit. It's coming. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bracket Brawl almost had you bubbling over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a painful reminder. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, um, the Killer Dwarfs are in town, or they were in town um, a week or so ago. And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to make the Mike Tramp interview, and then Aaron had something come up with, with work for his job. It sucks. So Aaron went solo last week. This week I go solo. I thought we weren't going to do this. I know. Well, tit for tat, I guess. I know. Huh? It's a Chris's Comet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's Comet. It's <laughs> the new name of the show. Yeah. Out of here, Camaro. You're done. You'll start the Aaron Camaro invasion. You damn right I will. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, I got to Luke was kind enough to invite us out to uh, to his house and said hey you know Killer Dwarfs are coming to town they're going to stay at my house the night before they kick off their southern tour in Memphis here in Nashville and uh, so he's like you want to come out I said absolutely and I've been we've uh, you know Russ and I as you'll hear in the interview Russ was the first interview that Aaron and I did together for the show he was really the first big guy that gave us a chance you know right. he had no idea who we were but he no. took a chance on us yeah and, you know we did pretty good with him for that first interview not bad for our first one you know a, we got we get better over time but. I listened back to it in preparation for this and I sound scared <laughs> to death <laughs> so uh thanks for coming on with us it sounds yeah, like uh, well, NPR we're, or something way back then you know we were just trying to trying to feel things out right you know, and, and we know Russ doing. was awesome with us though, he was you know? and uh, he was great this time too so basically what you're going to hear it's a two-part thing the first 20 minutes basically is me sitting ar- and actually Billy Hardaway one of our writers went up with me and uh, it's us sitting around Luke's patio outside and it's with the whole band like they're all sitting there Man. so it sounds a little chaotic um, and actually in the bonus track you'll hear the first few minutes where it's a little bit of nonsense of us just bullshitting around. I got around to hear a little bit of that you guys the, uh, got to check that out it's freaking it's hilarious. So but yeah th- it, this is basically the first 20 minutes is just hanging out and, and just bullshitting with them and finding out some stuff but there's some interesting stories in here too about like their first tour in the U.S. with Saxon and uh, how they're big in Texas and nice um You'll hear a reference to me right as it fades out, me asking about um, Daryl's Iron Maiden story. And um, as with typical Decibel Geek tradition, we had a, a little bit of a malfunction with the recorder. So it's, that, the, it's the curse right. of the metal farm. It, it is. And, um, yeah, we've actually had a whole interview with Luke that you've never heard. Because Reoccurring of problems right. with the curse of the metal farm. But the good news is, if you go back and listen to I think it was episode 12 when we interviewed Russ. Russ tells the whole Iron Maiden story. So you're not you missing go. it. Just go back in the archive and listen to it that way. Perfect. So you're going to hear that, and then we'll come back, and then you'll hear another part of the interview done in a different way. So we'll be right. Oh, almost forgot Geeks of the Week. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something, but... I, know, I'm I didn't. I thought maybe you were because I could see you were winding it out to introduce it. So I thought maybe you were saving that for the middle break or something. Got way too much on my mind. All right, geeks of the week. The ones that had shared the Mike Tramp episode and retweeted it on uh, Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter was DJ Novak, Jamie Tiger Tails, Jay Arnold, and Stuart Brown. And Facebook, uh, Joe Lescon, Todd Cunningham, Lee Maslin from the Audio Junkies podcast, Robert Pasqua. Andy LaFon, Billy Hardaway, Derek Novak, Dave Shirt. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. Brent Walter, Scott Yeager, JTB's Groovy Record Room, Shane Aber, and Rodney Dixon. All these people are awesome. You guys are awesome. That You guys are our advertising. If you like what you hear this week and you want to help spread the word, share it on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter, and I'll mention you in next week's show. Awesome. And again, thanks from, to uh, Mike Tramp for coming on last week. Absolutely. Hanging out with me. Yeah, just wrapped up his tour. Doesn't sound like I had as much fun as you had, though. Well, you're about to hear. I guess so. Here's me with the Killer Dwarfs. 
guys, as much as we wish you were Chainsaw. starting the tour here in Nashville, you're starting it tomorrow in Memphis. Yeah. Why'd you decide on Memphis for the first place? They're the only people that would have us. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, Nashville is not a big music town. What? <laughs> uh, and uh, we, you there. Uh, we uh, we we actually uh, uh, started in Buffalo. Uh, we don't. Uh, we are professional uh, alcoholics, and we, this is a drinking tour. Really, it, the evidence we, is right in then, front of me. Too. Yeah, and then we uh, play uh, songs on the side when, yeah. when we have to. No, uh, we uh, we wanted to come down and uh, see. Uh, Luke is going to be uh, Luke Carl. Yeah. From uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. I think he does the easy easy listening show. Yeah, he. Uh, you can tell by his look. Yeah, yeah. Ba- we call him Baby Elvis. Yeah, Baby Elvis. And uh, 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 no, uh, we uh, wanted to come down and visit him because uh, yeah. we visited the metal farm before, and uh, right. we thought it would be great. And he's going to come down and host the show in Memphis tomorrow. And uh, we love it down here. And we wanted to get away from all the snow and uh, stuff in in Canada. Cause you had we, a fun cause we winter, are Canadian, didn't you? right? Yeah, you had a fun winter, didn't you? We had a fun winter. Uh, I had like uh, 20 feet of snow, 20 foot of snow at my house. It's and the worst one on records since yeah. we've been keeping time. He's saying that. <laughs> yeah. Since, since uh, Jeebus, baby Jeebus was said. keeping time. Well, I watched the news and they said. I know you do. One Everything's our, true on TV. Well, our main, our, one of our head writers, Wally, he, who's hung out with Daryl. Yeah, Wally. Yeah. Um, he, Wally. Uh, Everybody's all world. Yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. telling him <laughs> it was a bad winter for Tennessee, <laughs> and I remember complaining to him on Facebook saying, yeah, it was like. 14 degrees today he said shut the fuck up <laughs> we had 40 below like day in day out shut the fuck up shut the fire truck up I see it. put the heat on we got want. comedy no, coming over <laughs> but uh well yeah so so southern tour um you guys have been big in texas for a long long time san antonio big kinda, in texas that's an oxymoron in. that's like yeah. jumbo shrimp yeah uh we love Texas. Uh, our uh, the the first uh, time we ever played in the United States of America was in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we did uh, we played in Canada for years, and we tried to get down here. And we had a number one album in San Antonio in 1983, and uh, or 84 or something like that. I don't know what happened. Uh, Jingle State. <laughs> and basically, basically, come spot. Uh, it's probably our favorite place on the planet to play. And yeah. We, and we haven't been there in, uh, like, easily 20 years. And yeah. uh, the the people down there are so gracious and ho- hospitable, like you people in Tennessee. Oh, that's nice. And uh, the food is great. And, you know, they just love rock and roll. And the weather's great. And we, we, we love it. Cool. We would have loved to play Nashville, by the way. The yeah. opera wouldn't have. Yeah. But it's not a big music town. Yeah. We tried to stay at Taylor's. Maybe Swift. next time. Maybe yeah. next time we'll come through. Yeah, but we we might us. just play in in, uh, in Luke's backyard. Not everybody loves us, man. They just didn't love us. Well, everybody <laughs> that listens to this show does. So. Okay, that's right. That's we've, good. We've played Yay, lots of your stuff. Me. Go Decibel yeah. Geek. Yeah. Love you, too. So, yeah. So, I'm happy we could find Chainsaw. And uh, Aaron said to tell you, sorry he couldn't make it. He's on call. He's a... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. I hear work. about you all the time. Do you? From those guys. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Will, oh, sure. Wally, Wally and, and Rich and them, yeah. And Rich. And Rich is on the cruise, right? Yeah. Rich is our friend. Yeah. Rich is like... He's done way more with the Decibel Geek name travel-wise than we could ever yeah, do. He goes awesome. to like Rich all of those festivals. Guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He is. Nice don't guy. tell him we said that. Yeah. Raise all this. We really don't like him, but just yeah. pretend we like him. Instead. I mean, I like him, but I don't trust him. I mean, the oh, whole okay. cruise <laughs> thing was fun. Yeah. You know, and they were Canada A, the A team. Right, the A team. It was a fun thing. I guess you guys, you guys got to meet Kate, too, I'm sure. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Kate's amazing. Kate's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Kate came to our... We just did... A show Hamilton. in uh, Canada, and Kate came out with her, her uh, A-team uh, uh, comrades and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome. cool. That's cool. Oh, she's a photographer too. She, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she's is she pro. Like, Kate's she patron. Oh, that's Rebecca. Yeah, we got a oh, special Rebecca? present for Kate. Kate. The Patron. Yeah, we have a Patron right. present. Yeah, Rich told us about the Patron Club that she yes. started. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. have a good picture we took. Yeah, and he Rich came back. He came here for a few days after the cruise was over, and uh, so I finally got to meet him too. And uh, we all went out and saw Dick Wagner play at a, awesome. at a club here. Dick Wagner's a friend of mine, and he's, he's a great, yeah. great, great cat. Yeah. And he's a very, he's a legend. Yeah. Like if, if people don't know, they might not know his name or anything, but you know his work. Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, any yeah. of the Coop stuff, and uh, you know, only women. Bleed yeah. and and I'll never cry and all that stuff. He's a and he's a great great guy. Yeah, I'm honored to you know have him as a pal and everything. Yeah, we've stayed in touch with him and um, 
when he was in town, we we sat down and did a a whole episode. Well, we have a soundtrack. We did a whole um, talk with him on the Alice Cooper Dada album. Awesome. Which, I, I, oh, oh, that's classic because yeah. It's the wrong key. Edit that out. The data album. Okay, here's a. I got a great story for you. So we uh, owe Dick a hundred dollars for that, by the way. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. Uh, the, the data album was done at phase one, and yeah, we yeah. were actually. I don't know what we were doing. We were doing what album we were, were we doing? It was eighty three. Eighty three. So we we're doing the first, first album one, yeah. in there. We're yeah. doing big deal. No, no, no first, first album eighty three. Right. Yeah, right. I'm the music. Thank you. For yeah. reminding us when we did our first we were going He is the decimal we Are you? Yeah. I think we were going to get the master research or something yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, we weren't. We were doing the first album. He's yeah. absolutely correct. First album came out in But uh, the engineers in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was there. No, remember <laughs> Don? Don, remember, you remember the Bob Ezrin stuff? <laughs> the Bob Ezrin stories and everything. Right. And, and I remember that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell that story. Ooh, but, oh, come on. But anyways, no, I'm not talking about I'm going to tell you a story about the Fairlight and everything. But the daughter thing. I became really great friends with the engineers in there that were doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, they knew I was a hu- I'm a huge Alice Cooper yeah, fan. I'm actually going to do an Alice Cooper thing uh, interview right, right after, this. after this, but uh, they got me. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I have four original lyric sheets that he uh, wrote the lyrics from Dada. No shit. Yeah, from like the hotel room and yellow paper wow. and stuff where he scratched everything up. But I really don't, Alice. And stuff in my house. He wouldn't care. Yeah. And <laughs> I, text and him. I have it in my uh, daughter album, and I, that's a great uh, wow piece of uh, rock history for me. Yeah, because there's not there's not a lot out there about it, and like Dick went through every song exactly. And well, because it it Alice was going through a weird period. He doesn't and everything there. It was almost like a, you know, know the thin yeah, time. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was he calls it his blackout period. Yeah, I know it well, uh, but I love the coop. I saw the coop last year. I've seen the coop a million times, and uh, uh, Luke's actually met the coop. And Dunks met the coop. What am I talking about? Yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll tell a quick story because we do love the coop. Russ and I uh, yeah. fully grew up yeah. with them. Yeah. Well, uh, when we first started, me and Dunk did like yeah. uh, like great tunes, uh, uh, "Caught in a Dream," and you and know, covers. Like, yeah, we did. We grew up doing the covers. Yeah. But uh, I I've never gone after a rock star's autograph before mm-hmm. in my life. Right. I've never actually chased a rock star. You've asked me for mine a couple of times, but I'm not giving it yeah, to you. <laughs> but I, had, I had the Killer record. Remember Killer? Yeah. Had it back in, it came in 72, I guess it was. Yeah. Well, the calendar that ripped off the LP. There's a calendar that ripped off it, and it opened up, and it was a calendar. And it was 1972, and it's Alice hanging. It's a hanging poster really? of him hanging. That's really cool. Yeah. It opens up. So... I called a guy that that knew Alice Cooper's road manager in New York, and I and Alice was playing with Rob Zombie in Toronto. Yeah, and I said, "Look, like man, kind of I want to meet Alice, you and I really want to get his autograph on this this poster because yeah. it's yeah. classic memorabilia for it's me, man, and I'm a huge fan." Yeah, and the guy arranged it, and wow. I went to Alice Cooper's hotel, and he showed up, and his daughter was there, and he yeah. was totally Calico. cool, yeah. totally knows the killer dwarfs, was Sweet. totally cool, and my wife was pregnant at the time, and he was like, "Come out to the baby," and it was really, really, <laughs> I go, "Alice Cooper." Just bless my baby. How big of a trip is it that he knows and he your band it. and everything? I mean, that, that's oh, a trip. That's the great. That's, that's around great. thirty years. I mean, I, I think <laughs> he was just probably lying, anyways. He's like, when we meet people, yeah, he I remember was lying. <laughs> no, I really just kidding. <laughs> anyway, that, that, yeah. that was pretty cool. That's the only time I met him. We that's love awesome. the coop, though. He's like a, you know, he's a classic uh, rock and roll dude, man. Yeah, he's well, a legend, really. Well, I told him, isn't he? He's much of a legend. Right then, yes. Uh, they were still booing him when we came on. <laughs> I told you when, uh, and it's funny we're talking to you now because it's it's been a long time That's coming. My because from that. you were we were on episode eleven when we interviewed you. Wow, you were the first person that Aaron and I together interviewed. Wow, you were on yeah. eleven, and yeah, you oh, were on man, eleven. Yes, I was on eleven. And yeah. um, so now Don't look at it. This will be like one thirty something. Wow, that's so, amazing. So it's that's been a long great. Time. You guys do that's a great cool, job. Man. Congratulations oh, to you guys. Yeah. Oh, appreciate that. On but um, I remember telling you at the time because I, I, you know, researched that you were in Alice Cooper, and I could tell you that I can tell because 
yeah. of the sense of humor you put into you know you'll yeah. put into stuff and the band in general yeah. you guys are big into the performance we're part very showy and stuff and but we were always like that you know what i mean yeah, but that yeah. did come from that for sure absolutely yeah. 100% rubbed right off on you yeah you know you you our, our our motto dunk and i when we started the band our motto was like you're going to get the 250 the 350 show for 2 bucks Right. You know what I mean? We wanted to do performances and stuff. Yeah. And we did a lot of, you know, now we're uh, pretty toned down. We lay, lay down on couches and stuff when we play. But back <laughs> in the olden days, we we, we Perry tried. Como. Yeah. I, I want to live forever. <laughs> we just lay down. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Back in those days, we chopped up teddy bears. And, and we had this other antic that we did. We, had, we would get breakaway uh, whiskey bottles. Yeah. And I would have like blood capsules in my mouth, <laughs> and Dunk would come out from behind the kit, and you I would be like pretending I'm drinking this whiskey bottle, and Dunk would grab it off me, and then crack me on the head with this, and then the blood would come out, and we had uh, audience freaks, <laughs> would freak, and I would fall down. We, I forgot about Remember that, Dunk. We had custom sugar bottles. Uh, they looked like whiskey bottles right. made of sugar. They were from prop, a prop company yeah. that did movies. Yeah. And I cracked this guy over the this. head with this. And he'd bleed, and then people would go, boo, the drummer, boo. And I'd go, dude, it's cool. the most hated man The drummer fucked up the show for everybody. But we never killed the singer. We were so good at it at a point. We could have been actors in a movie because I do it so convincing. You should bring that back. I'd go, boo, the motherfucker. And now just cracked a singer. It got really weird. We stopped doing it after a while. But we always had a lot of fun. We always had a sense of humor. Yeah. We, you know, we always had to try to have a sense of humor, and because back in those days we would do do like two two hundred fifty shows a year, and yeah. you know it's tiring and stuff. But we have to entertain ourselves, right. and if we're having a good time, everyone else is going to have a good time. You know, we always try to give a positive uh, vibe to everybody. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's entertainment. We don't have the cure to cancer here. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's supposed it's, to be fun. It's all fun. Yeah. Well, is there are there any cans of it? Was it Cuddly Cola? Cuddly Cola. Uh, they've all disappeared. They're all gone. You know who has one? Who? Junior. Motherfucker Junior. Yeah, of course <laughs> he does. One. He's an yeah. old drum tech of mine. Oh, really? And uh, he wasn't much of a drum tech. <laughs> he only <laughs> smoked a lot Dunk, of dope. this is going to go on the air. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if he hears that. I don't nah. tell the truth. Nobody loves him, you know? Junior. No, he's lovable. I'll send this the day, I still know him, but he, he, he was cheap, right? He was cheap. And, uh, you know, he, he set my kid up, yeah, but he, he couldn't tune it. a drum. And he's drum just like tech is really valid what he can tune a drum. Usually, yeah. He couldn't tune a drum, and he used to but he could tune a fish. Yeah. I think he just Are stole a lot of our stuff. Right? <laughs> just steal memorabilia, he'd hoard stuff. <laughs> oh, so he's wow. got this giant, he's even got a tricycle. Right? So you had your biggest fan drum teching for you. Yeah. What what was the, who, who came up with the idea for that video? Which one? The one with the cuddly cola. Oh, with we the, stand alone. Yeah, we, we stand alone. Uh, that the, was in a series. Makeup that was in a series of videos. So keep the spirit, you know, the crate thing and everything, yeah. right? That was, and then stand tall, and then we stand alone. And you can see it. It's like a, it's a, a progression. There's a storyline right through the whole thing, mm -hmm. because like you can see at the end of. Uh, uh, we stand alone. We smash the crate. We no, become corporate because we got our big deal then, right? When we first started. Uh, and did uh, keep the spirit and stand tall. They were uh, independent. We, we we paid for all that stuff ourselves. That record was uh, an independent record back in 1986. Right. And we sold 100,000 units of that record, mm -hmm. which was unheard of in those days. Like, sure. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's unheard of in Play these days. <laughs> That's right. it. We did. Get the fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the first murder ever on the Decibel Geek Podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> I know how to shoot guns now. Yeah, keep it down by your penis. <laughs> but he's right. Who could do that now? Even well, we, it, it was yeah. it was a it was a miracle. But we had you know we, we just try to keep the element of comedy and everything in that thing. And by the time we got to the epic deal, which was we stand alone. We call the record big deal, right? Right. Uh, uh, you know the sarcasm and you know. Yeah, we're that's looking right. at it Big right deal. now. Big deal. Yeah, look at that picture. That's this is we, a, Luke. Have yeah. you seen that? Actually, that's if we could have put big fucking deal, we would have. Right. That's really what we wanted to do. But we were just could trying do that to today. we were trying to take a good shot good. at getting the big deal. We got a ten million dollar deal when we were like you know twenty five years old. We were all excited and shit out of New York. You know, we were like living the dream Epic for God's sake, right? Dude. And going, right. let's spend every goddamn penny they have. You know, and yeah. You know, and ha and and ha have fun making a record. This is gonna be the fucking fuck most fucked up interview ever. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's gonna be on. We're the happy to present. We did that fucking backfire. 
No, overall, over the over the three records that we did, right? You it know, went to your pocket. It didn't. Go, it does, see the Who thing the is when you get that you? when you here. get that kind, when you get that kind of deal. He's filling in for Aaron. Basically, today. when you get that kind of deal, this oh, is no. when you get that kind of deal. This is what happens. They're, they're holding the cash. They're not like sending you the fucking money. But you can go in and record an album for you know five hundred thousand dollars, which we did. Like a uh, big deal was like one hundred forty thousand dollars. Then you chalk another 60 grand off of the video and then the promotion and everything then we went and did dirty weapons that was a that was a half a million dollar record you know what i mean yeah but they're not sending you the money but they're putting on your tab at you know 500 percent interest right that's the money so and you pay that money so recoup that back at you know 75 cents a record you're never getting fucking paid it's like when you get your MasterCard and it says, you owe $20,000 of taking 99 years to pay this off. Yeah. Well, I'll be quite dead by then. Yeah. Unless there's some serious advances. You know, inside. and we didn't get in it for the money and all that shit. And Was it for the chicks? Oh, yeah, of course it was for yeah, the okay. chicks. I had to make sure. Uh, it was for that. all the peelers. Chicks now, are good, we, though. We, uh, of course. We love rock and roll. Yeah. There's three chords. We know both of them. You know what I mean? And and we we're like a a, a gang of pirates, right. and we just like traveling around and having fun Pirate. together, and you know yeah. going to shitty truck stops and eating corn dogs. What's the greatest rock and roll record ever? Back in Black. <laughs> there you have it. Don't you think? Maybe it's, it's probably that's off the top of my head. Yeah, but I like I, 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 I love that. I like pretty serious yeah. record. Donk, what's the greatest rock and roll record ever? Uh took too long no no uh, Rolling Stones some girls <laughs> excellent means dirty work no I'm just kidding no he's making shit up now okay oh, Jerry no. fair warning Van Halen awesome great record, interesting Jerry. love that great Van Halen yeah. like interesting that, that is an Van interesting Halen. pick yeah. Top Jimmy I would love no. Top Top that's a great record right? Right? Jimmy that's number one ever it's an excellent oh, sorry. fair warnings Mean Street Mean Street yeah and yourself one more you don't want to hear what I have to say. Yeah, Frank Zappa, Joe's Garage. I knew he was going to oh, say Joe's that. Joe's Garage. Yeah. Hey, Luke. Luke. Sure. Heard Led Zeppelin too. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Nice. I wish we could have uh, worked with the guy that produced the Led Zeppelin. So, Russ, what was one of the first big tours y'all got on? I mean, I'm a big beat loop. Kind of, the first, might have broke y'all in the States. The first big tour in the States? I'll tell you. The first, I think... Tour we did in the states was with uh, a, a Saxon. Biff Byford. Biff Byford. Singers get all the chicks. That's what he said to me. And, <laughs> he said to me. he would and, know. And wouldn't Biff. He? Uh, and <laughs> if you don't know this, uh, uh, Rob Reiner when he did Spinal Tap, he went on the road with uh, Saxon yeah. for a month to get a, a feel yeah. of how this goes. That makes everything. sense. Yeah. And <laughs> so when we went on the road with Saxon, yeah, they left y'all out of the movie. They left us out of the movie, but it was quite Spinal Tappy-ish. Uh, but it was fun, and uh, I uh, d- uh, I did uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise last year, and my cabin, my next door cabin mate was Biff. By oh yeah, friends, actually, and uh, and did on, he have sex on the cruise? He was screaming a lot. Yeah, but I don't know if it was a donkey or a small farm animal. He didn't like the cruise. <laughs> he didn't like the cruise. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. Didn't you see during his show? He went, back. "I'm never fucking doing this yeah. again." Why? And he was yelling and shit yeah, like in my cat next door to me, and he was like, "Fuck C-sick. this!" Wasn't his thing. He, he didn't, didn't like it. it. Oh. And I can dig that. Not for everybody. Know. And he's a veteran, man. And they were great. And he, oh. he, he weren't they great? Scar- they were. Really, they were really good. That last album they put out. Was and really he, good, he yeah. looks great, and he does a great job. You yeah. know, I could, uh, you know, I was like happy to go. But getting back to the tour you did with them, what year was that? That was 1987, Dunk? No. Yeah. 86. What tour were they on? What, what One of the first album? tours. What tour was that? I that was... Um, you what, tore, what's that album? What's that album? Yeah, that was the song... Give us the stage. Yeah. Give us the lights. Powerful sound to I'm rock the nation. I'm not a saxon expert. I can help you. Big yeah. wheels are rolling all through the, the night. Ball. He knows it all. I love him. I, I just, that's all I know. Another. You don't know that record? No, it, it's okay, not... it was a record that never sold. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we were on that tour. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't you tour with Exception? Yeah, didn't we? Yes, we did. Because that was the first. Yeah, that was the first. That was the first. And Nazareth. And Running Shoes. And a t shirt. And that's the spinal tap thing came right later. came right to me. Remember they were in Spandex? There's a song in there somewhere. And that's what he was wearing. The first time we toured with Nazareth. What was the first show on the tour with Saxon? 
uh, Longhorn Ballroom in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Remember we did Dallas, Corpus Texas. Christi? Did y'all ever play in Odessa, <laughs> Corpus Texas? Christi with them? Uh, no, we didn't play in Odessa. Longhorn Ballroom. Longhorn Ballroom. Longhorn Ballroom. That was where ballroom. the Sex Pistols played. That, yes, that's yeah. a classic Sex yeah. Pistols fucking gig. Did y'all ever play in Odessa? It's a redneck. I guess I where I saw y'all. Did you see us in Texas? I'm from Texas. Are you from Texas? Where are you from in Texas? Okay, I love Texas. We love Texas, man. Miss Avery, my old lady, went to UT. Oh, really? Yeah. Big 12 championship. Oh, and I know I saw y'all. I just can't remember where and with who. <laughs> just ask some questions there, baby. No, it's all good. Um, well, since he's here, I have to ask about the Iron Maiden story. Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden? Pretty chaotic, right? Man, so far so good. Sounds like a party. I really, really wish I'd have gone now. I wish I could have. It was it was a lot of fun, and I was happy to actually get to meet them. And um, so you know, Luke and and um, Russ actually had to go back on to Skype and actually did a little thing with uh, Mitchell Thon, our friend. And um, the killer dwarfs, they're popular dudes. They are. And um, so yeah, and uh, Russ has been helping out Mitch with his his new show. And um, so while that was going on, you know, of course, I had the, the malfunction with the audio recorder, and I was like, crap, I want to get more on tape here. Right. And um, Daryl was still downstairs, and I was like, well, you, can you sit down with me for a little while and talk a little bit more? And he was kind enough to do that. And, you know, Daryl's got his own, you know, history and resume even outside the dwarves. Right. And um, I wanted to talk to him about that. And um, some of the stuff he did was, like, he did this he did this band Laidlaw back in the 90s, and... Um, which featured some some well-known people and um, wasn't King- Mark St. John's brother in that band? Yeah, Michael Norton, nice. and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit in the uh, the interview. So we we start up talking about um, you know his time with Laidlaw, and then we also talk about his other band, Auto Man, and uh, getting back together with the Dwarfs. And, I like Auto Man. And also one thing Russ had talked about briefly in our first interview with him, I asked Daryl about, and that was uh, sharing a, the same studio with Kiss in '92 when they were working on an album together. And there's some interesting stories about his, uh, inv- you know, conversations with Gene Simmons and stuff. And um, right on. also um, talk a little bit about the, the current tour that they're on. They just conquered San Antonio last night and uh, packed yeah. house and a little Love bit about them in the, Texas. Uh, yeah. They're, they're touring in support of the start at one album. And you've heard a little bit of that stuff throughout the breaks here. And uh, we encourage you to go on Amazon and buy that album. Yeah. All this music that's being discussed today. And of course, all music that's ever discussed or played or, whatever here on the decibel geek podcast we always encourage you to go out and support these artists you know and buy the music and the best way you can do that is go to www.decibelgeek.com you're going to find the amazon link right there you're going to find all that awesome killer dwarf shit and you're going to be able to order all of it right there you click on that link it takes you to amazon.com now every killer dwarfs album every dvd every t-shirt everything that you order we're going to get a little kickback off of that here at the decibel geek podcast and the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't cost you one single penny more than it would have right. had you just not supported us it's a great way to so show support, well for support the show. us right sure yeah. so uh also at www.decibelgeek.com that's like the mothership that's the home base for decibel geek everything involved we've got writers there putting out amazing articles i'm sure you're going to hear some killer dwarf stuff this week oh, yeah. from our canadian friends um you can order yourselves a t-shirt there i know you've got a batch of brand new ones going out yep going out this week um you can tip your djs there if you don't have nothing you want to order on Amazon, if you already own everything the Killer Dwarfs already have ever come out with, you just want to make a donation, you can do that there as well. Yeah, so that's it. And uh, so we're going to go into another about 20 minutes with uh, Daryl Dwarf, and uh, you're going to hear a little bit of Laidlaw going into that if you haven't ever heard them before. No more solo albums. You sure? Yeah, no, it's okay. not as fun. I mean, this you're having too <laughs> much fun without me, and I don't like that. Well, we'll try to have more fun together uh, next week. Okay. I, I, we have a lot a lot of fun stuff, actually. We just planned out the next two months. It's going to be a lot of fun and a lot Lots of work. Lots of stuff. So, uh, yeah, so here's my talk with Daryl, and uh, we'll see you all next week. See you. You see me crying. So, 
outside of what the dwarves is made of. Give those who don't know the story, who, the, the members of Laidlaw and how you guys got started. Um, well, it's an interesting thing. You know, when, when uh, Killer Dwarves is obviously, you know, the band. Yeah. You know, that Russ and I started it 30 years ago. Right. And the love is, that's the band, right? Yeah. But, you know, rock and roll is not always forgiving. Right. And, uh, you know, we have never broke up. Right. Killer Dwarfs officially. We've mm-hmm. never went to the press and said we're done and we yeah. hate each other. You know, we've never done that. But we've gone with the climate mm-hmm. of rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, and what it's dealt out for us. And and definitely during that grunge era, you know, it was time that you just kinda go underground. There's not much more you can do. All right. They just don't want to see you. Yeah. That force comes along, right? So I moved to LA mm-hmm. because Toronto is not a, a place where you can survive yeah. the music business when something like that happens. Yeah. So L.A. is. Uh, so I moved to L.A. and uh, a guy named Craig DeFalco, who was Mike Anthony's tech from yeah. Van Halen, he started the band, Laidlaw. It's his band, right? Right. He called it Moonshine at first. But mm-hmm. then Nikki Six got involved and signed the band and changed the name to Laidlaw. Okay. So that's how that happened. What was he like to work with in those days? Nicky? Yeah. He was awesome. He, yeah. he was uh, a totally sober. Yeah. He was in a, a new kind of part in his life. He was with Donna Derrico then and uh, mm-hmm. had, had a couple of kids. And uh, he was in a good good headspace. So are we talking like mid-90s? Uh, no. Later. Later 96, 90s. 97. Okay. No, he was working out every day. Really right. was working out. And... Uh, they were with a new management company at the time. I think Howard Kaufman and, and Motley Crue was getting back together full right, time with Vince. Yeah. It was kind of a good time. Yeah, and afterwards. so and the other guys that were in the band, who, who, who were the other uh, guys? Buzzy James, yeah. awesome slide guitar player, great musician all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Norton. Um, uh, that was Mark St. John's brother. Yeah, Mark yeah. St. John's brother, yeah. And Tommy Laidlaw, the singer. Okay. And um, me on drums. Was Mark St. John ever around? He came out once. What was he like? Yeah. Well, I met him briefly. He's a bit of a mystery with yeah. Kiss fans. I, I think he had tendonitis or something. Yeah, it was he, an issue that he couldn't he a, play. Yeah, he had like a arthritic disease or something in his hand. Yeah, that's all I knew. Yeah. But I think that was pretty crushing to him. Right, right. Who, who, like, who, who wouldn't it be crushing to? Well, yeah. You can't play your guitar. Probably. Yeah, that, that's your whole dream, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's sort of how that went. And I right. just had a good run with Layla. We did two records, and mm-hmm. then Nicky shut his label down. We were signed to his label. And uh, we were on the road with ZZ Top. Uh, oh, wow. 72 shows. That must have been point. great. We toured with Scorpions and, and Motley Crue, lots yeah. of Motley Crue shows, and uh, Leonard Skinner. Really? And we were Southern Rock Band. Yeah, Layla. you were. I do so, remember I mean, that. Nicky set us up. Man. Yeah. It, but it's just, you know what? It's not the flavor of the month. Yeah. And Southern Rock is a certain kind of cliquey market. And back yeah. then, when we were starting to tour, bands like No Doubt were stars. Yeah. And uh, we just weren't the flavor of the month. It's a bit of a confusing time as far as hard yeah. rock goes yeah. is concerned. And it just didn't take off. Yeah. But we had a great run with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, seven years with that band. That's great. Well, and I remember... Um, I saw Scorpions actually open for Motley Crue during that period. Yeah. Did you see the Maximum Rock tour? Because that's, that's the tour we were on. No, you, you guys weren't on yeah, this Yeah, it was one. a Shed tour. We were third on the Well, bill. this was a Shed thing, but I, this was just, it was just, my, Randy Castillo was playing drums for Motley. Yes, that's, so maybe we I, did that tour okay. too. Did you play the Nashville show? We might have not done well, Nashville. Well, the Nashville show, Scorpions played, and then when Motley came out, it was just a downpour for the whole set. Oh, yeah? But uh, the things I took away from that show was... The Scorpions might be one of the best live bands yeah. I've ever seen. I agree. Funny, we, Russ and I were just talking about that last night. Oh, really? And actually, Russ Jerry and I were talking about that. Just incredible. How great Scorpions really are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know that it's any different than the album. Great guitar work. Yeah. Right? Between Matias and uh, yeah. Rudolph. Wow. Well, and also being, I'm a Kiss fan and Alice Cooper fan, so I'm into visuals. Their light show was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, and, yeah. and then Motley came, and Motley couldn't compete. Yeah, they had big production on the road. Yeah, they honestly blew Motley right off the stage. You think they did, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Well, because all I took away from Motley's set was Mick Mars was about 300 times louder than everything else. Yeah. And all I could hear, and his solos were so loud, like my my ears were killing me. Yeah. That was a weird time for them, because Tommy Lee was... He was off doing in jail, rap or, yeah. Right. He, we went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, just, he got in jail. He had issues, and right. I guess he had a falling out with the band, and went and did something. Uh, I don't even know what happened there. I just know that he got Tommy into, wasn't there all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't get the feeling he's a big 
rock and roll fan much anymore. I think he's moved on to other avenues. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of weird with Tommy. You don't really yeah. hear about him now much. No. Like as much. Like, I think the Motley things is just a, a paycheck, and then he does his uh, DJ thing now. That's why they're on their last thing, maybe. I don't yeah. know. All I know is Nikki Six was awesome yeah. to work with, and uh, I think he's just, I think he's a good businessman. He's a smart guy. I think he's a smart guy, and, yeah. I, and I think, you know, he's the brains behind Motley Crue. Right. That's true. Yep. Well, and then, you know, you've got, you still got Auto Man going on. I do, yeah. Auto Man, I, I do, and I don't right now, because I, let, let's face it, I can't, I can't be in two bands at once, and I don't want to be, because right. it's, it's just... It's just too much, and and being a singer is a different mindset. Right. When I'm a drummer, I just like to be a drummer. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Yeah. Like being a singer, then I put the drums down and I put all my energies and, and kind of vibe yeah. to being that front man. Right. But when I'm in the Killer Dwarfs, I'm Daryl Dwarf, and, and that's what yeah. I want to do 24 hours a day. Gotcha. So I've kind of hung up Bottle Man. Yeah. Right now. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know the band lives on on yeah, yeah. website. And I enjoyed all, it. All, all the yeah. 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 I'm yeah glad we, you like yeah, it. Yeah. We played some of that stuff on the show. Yeah. And, cool. And, I appreciate. And, that. Yeah, Wally and Rich just absolutely loved it. Yeah, I mean, well, they've seen the band live, yeah. and it was a really cool band. You know? yeah. We were kind of weird. It was like ACDC meets Skinner meets right. the Stones. It was a yeah. weird mix match, and it probably influenced me, you know, being in those right. other bands. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say we'll never do something again, right. Uh, but right now, Killer Door schedule is like full on. Yeah, so we're you, playing every month for the rest of the year. Yeah, so yeah, you guys have a full schedule ahead of you. Yes. So I mean, is it exciting to to be back on the road as the very, Dwarfs? Very, yeah. very exciting. Yeah, uh, we're we're uh, we're we're a family again. Yeah, and so. uh, we get along awesome, and uh, we have a, a new bass player. Yeah, a new blood. He's not really new. He's yeah. like the bass player in Auto Man. Right. <laughs> He's the bass player <laughs> yeah. in Dwarfs now. Right. Johnny Dwarf. Yeah. And, uh, so John John's in the band. He's the new blood. And then it's the original guys, Russ and I and Jerry Dwarf, yeah. from 25 years ago. And yeah. He played on Method of the Madness, and uh, he played on the new record that's out that's 20 years old. Right. And, I'm just uh, going to say how much I enjoy that one. You guys actually sent it to me. Yeah. And I've, I've really enjoyed listening yeah, to start it. Start at one? Start at one, yeah. yeah. So we're, uh, we're really loving being in The Killer Dwarfs. Again. That's great. And uh, we're seeing a resurgence of 80s metal. Like, it's like... We call it retro. Well, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, why, why is it popular? Well, and, 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 and particularly in Toronto, like I mean, they've opened up two rock clubs. I know. And you've got like Slaughter will come into town to play one night at one and one night at the other. Yeah, that's like that's, the old that's days. Amazing. That's like the old. There's days. a real. There's like a there, real there's scene. A, there's a scene up there. Yeah, uh, Rock Pile East and West. Yeah, great, great clubs too. And Nashville, you know, we're turning with the, in this area here is you know having a resurgence with this, the rock stuff too. Yeah. And um, what's happening? Vegas, everywhere. Vegas also is picking yeah. up too. Well, we're playing Vegas. Oh, are you? In October. There's a lot of a lot of guys out yeah. there. We're doing the whiskey in, in oh, cool. LA in October. Yeah, I mean we're touring a lot in America. That's great. We love America, and that's you know that's the real key market for us. So. Well, while I have you here, we're big Kiss fans, so I've got to ask you. Russ had kind of told told a little bit about when we talked to him a few years ago about uh, you guys being in the same studio with Kiss back in the early '90s. Yeah. What are your memories of of, yeah. of that time? Well, I just thought it was really ironic. Uh, you know, we're in Studio A. Or, Which studio was this? I, I think it was called. What's the name of that studio? Was out in L.A. Yeah, it was in L.A. Was and it, actually, maybe Fortress or. No man, it's so weird. I just can't remember. It was Fortress Record he, One. Russ can't remember it either because yeah. we had about three studios there. I, right. Might have been called Trax Studio. Well, that's when they were working with uh, Ezrin again. Yeah. yeah. So Andy Johns is doing our record, and Bob Ezrin's doing their record. Wow, it's pretty surreal. That's some history. And right uh, yeah, and you know, all as I know is like I was, a, I'm a giant Kiss fan and grew up with them as a kid. Yeah. And you know, I'm finishing my drum tracks. And there was a picnic table in the courtyard, or yeah. a table, not a picnic table, but a table just outside the studio in the courtyard, all fenced in and everything. And Gene Simmons would sit there and write lyrics for that record. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'd go out there to get a breather, and he'd tell me to sit down. And we'd sit down and chat for a minute. And right. a couple times he asked me what rhymes with whatever <laughs> for his writing lyrics. Right. I'm not saying I had wrote any lyrics on the but, Kiss record, but, but the, yeah, he, he'd ask me what rhymes yeah. with this. And, I try to come up with something, but I mean, as I say, which song did you write? Yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't. That's the thing. But I mean, that's how you know he was pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know we, 
you could kind of get to know them a little bit, you yeah. know, being in and out of there, but that's it. You know, we, we were just, it's all work. We were right. working, we weren't, we weren't hanging out and partying with Kiss, we, but they yeah. were nice. Paul Stanley was playing his Guild guitars for yeah. us one day. Bob Ezrin came in the studio and was goofing around with Andy mm. and playing songs. And oh, that's cool. Like, Bob Ezrin's an icon, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. Like, and, I mean, I love his Alice Cooper stuff. Yeah, well, I was, we were talking to Dick Wagner about the Dada album, and yeah. I just straight up asked him, because, you know, Bob's got a reputation as a taskmaster in the studio. Yes. And, um, yeah, so I was like, what was, what was Bob like? And then Bob at the time... He was having some some demons at the time in the early '80s, just like Alice that. was. I know that. And um, so you know, it was a, and Dick did also. And I was asking Dick what was the atmosphere at that point, and he's like, "Well, overall, we got the job done, but at the same time, Bob could be very like dominating in the studio. Like he's got a vision, and he's going to see it through whether you like it or not. Yeah, of course. So you know, he's a true he's a true producer in the sense of the word. Like yes. if you hire him, you're getting his vision, not. He's not working for you. Right. So, um, but uh, Andy Johns, I mean, that yeah, talk well, about a legend, you know. He's, uh, to me, he's uh, a big reason that Killer Dwarfs escalated, number one, to another level yeah. and after Dirty Weapons. And for me as a drummer, he made my career, man. Yeah. He really did, just with his seal. Oh, approval. Right. Yeah. He's a big drum guy, man. Well, the, if you get... Work with yeah. John Bonham and stuff. Yeah, and if he says you're good, then you're, you're he pretty He gave me the good. confidence, too. Yeah. Confidence is everything for drummers. Yeah. You're confident, and you're confident to try things and pull things off. Right, you can go a long way. Yeah, as a drummer. Right, he gave me that confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we miss him very much. Yeah, he passed away last year. Right, you know he uh, he's a legend. Yeah, he definitely yeah. is. Yeah. I was going to ask guys that have been in bands and done this stuff, and you work with say you work with Andy Johns because I'm a music fan. I've played in bands, but no, nothing above club levels. Yeah. But when you're in the studio with a guy like Andy Johns. Are you pestering the shit out of him, going, "How did you do this song?" and "Who? Did, how was this person like to work with?" And because nope. I would, I don't know, maybe it's just because I like now. That's why I do a show. Well, you're, I'm you're, always, you're an I'm always wanting to ask you're, questions. You're the press. Yeah, what you're gonna do. That. I get. I don't like. I don't like that word press. <laughs> yeah, I, but, um, but uh, I'm just a fan. But yeah. but I want to know well, all the show, the behind the scenes of all that stuff. That's why I'm you know talking to you. We would ask Andy those questions when we were partying. Right. Yeah. We not when we were working. Right. However, but we had lots of times we'd go to bars with him and, and he'd hang out at his bunker at his place. Yeah. Bunker's garage, and uh, and he'd tell us the stories. We right. wouldn't ask him. Yeah. He'd tell us. He yeah. loved talking about working with the Stones and, and Zeppelin and Blind Faith and all these bands. Like he had no problem talking about it. Yeah, he loved it. And I've learned that the producers are almost the people you want to talk to the most. Yeah, because they were right there for all of it. They know the dirt. Yeah, you know, everything. Not and not that we're digging for dirt, but no, no. But, but they know like, the funny stuff. And they were there from the ground up as far as creating albums and, and stuff like that goes. They you know. know how it went down. Yeah. Me, yeah. And I noticed over the, and maybe that has something to do with the production work, with like your first album has a, a markedly different product, production sound to like, you know, um, Dirty Weapons and, well, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you hope it's going to rise it's such a, it's such a, a fatter its money. sound as you yeah. guys went a on. A lot of it's money. Yeah. You know, and time, the time in the industry, you know, from 83 to 89. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of big changes in gear. Right. You know, technology. A lot of changes. Well, where does the whole gold mining thing come from at the beginning of Tommy the, the Miner? Yeah. Oh, it's a real guy. Okay. Yeah, it's a real guy. Uh, it's a crazy story. We were just talking about that the other day. We were playing this hotel in Trenton, Ontario <clears throat> called, uh, I forget what it's called. It doesn't matter. Though. Oh, Sherwood Forest Inn is what the damn place was called. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this old dude was uh, at the pool table and I was down in the bar shooting pool and uh Back then, there was no ATM machines. Right. This is a long time ago. And he apparently was getting divorced from his wife, and he was spending his bank account. Right. So he said he had bought this tape deck, and the bank was closed, and he needed money to spend in the bar that night. And he was traveling. And he was right. from Cape Breton Island or something. He was traveling, right? And he wanted to sell me the tape deck, and it was a brand-new tape deck. Ghetto Blaster. Yeah. And I needed one. I remember one. those, yeah. And uh, I gave him 40 bucks for it. That's all he wanted. I gave him 40 bucks for it so he'd have some cash because the bank was closed. And yeah. he couldn't get money back then. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Unless wow. the bank was open. Yeah. yeah, this is early 80s. Yeah, that's old school. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I remember You take that. it for granted that you can just go to a bank for oh, money now. Yeah, it's so much more convenient now. So he was drunk and he was recording himself. And he was going to send a tape to his son. Yeah. Set tape. 
and and that's him on the tape. I always thought it was from a movie or no, something. No, well, it's almost like a movie. Because it sounds straight it's out of a movie. It's his life. That's it's crazy. Like, he's talking to his son. We have the tape, and wow. we never released it. I just. You know, It'd be interesting to hear the whole yeah, thing. Maybe we'll release it one day. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's passed on by now. The guy was about 70. Back be like then. Kiss and do a bonus. Yeah, edition. but it's crazy, <laughs> man. The stories he tells about his life. He was a he was a coal miner. Wow. Like a full on coal miner. I done fucking mining. I done hard rock mining. I done fucking copper mining. Fucking gold mining. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the toughest in the fucking West. That's and, uh, it. He's yelling at his son on it and shit. Oh, oh really? <laughs> it, it's intense. There's some. No, it's like X-rated. Man. Wow. Yeah, you couldn't like. It's there's a lot of f bombs and a lot right. of c words and a lot of. Oh really? Yeah, he's going off. That's wow. and that's why he gave it to me. He said just erase it. He yeah. told me erase, it. but I couldn't erase it. Yeah. Only way you erase it is tape over it. Wow. So I thought I'd listen to it and I went, wow, this is like something for the books. Yeah, that's something you keep. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's who Tommy the Miner is. That's great. He's a real guy actually. We have no idea where he is. That's true. He's probably passed on, like I say. Yeah, he sounded pretty old. It's a long tank. time ago. I'd yeah. say he was 68, 70. Yeah, he's probably not around mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he lived a hard life too. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know. so what are the what are the plans after the tour? Just just working on. Are you going to keep working on new new music? Keep touring. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have plans for uh, live DVDs. Cool. We have plans for a new record. Yeah. Maybe not a full record. Maybe just a few tracks. Maybe mm-hmm. an EP. We don't know. Uh, but we are going to do new uh, have record new music. Cool. There, there's a couple of things that are surprises that I can't talk about. That's going to be taught, released soon. Some music that that isn't the Killer Dwarfs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, I totally can't talk about it. I got you. But we, we've recorded some other music for someone else. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. Well, I'll, and so you, you'll I'll be hearing be about it within it the next out. few weeks. Cool. Um, We're very busy yeah. with everything well, right couple, now. A couple of years ago, Russ at, at the time was talking about a film crew doing a documentary. I don't know if that's yeah, still that, on. Yeah, that's on hiatus. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look at that bug flying around. <laughs> it's a June bug. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that that whole thing because the dwarfs weren't back together. Right. Russ was going to do that, so it was oh, going to be like a bunch of footage. So now that we are back together, we'd rather get make it more current. Well, as I say, and, you, now you can, and all the footage from before too. I say now you can round it out with yeah. the tour. You're, you're going to film a bunch of stuff right. on this tour, I'm assuming. So yeah, so that will yeah. happen still. That's cool. what I said. It's just it's not going to maybe be the exact one that Russ right. had started. Yeah. So it's a different production team now. Oh, okay. Uh, that'll be put in place. Cool. The other production team isn't involved now. What can just so we let's wrap things up? But before uh, you leave, what can people expect from the uh, tour, the show that you're bringing out? Uh, the one that we're already on. Yeah. What, what well, people that are you know what's come crazy? out to see you. I'll tell you what's crazy about it is if anybody hasn't seen us before, they're in for a really different right. type of experience because okay. we're a very different band, right? Mm-hmm. Especially Russ, right? Yeah. And it's it's amazing how. We're older now, but we're still doing the same stupid shit we did when we were 21. Right. And I don't know how we're doing it. It's still as physical yeah, as before. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm not just saying that. Yeah. I mean, Russ still does headstands. I saw a picture of that from the cruise. Still does it. Yeah. Still rides a tricycle. Still crowds. Yeah, we saw the new version of the yeah, tricycle today. Because that's going to be donated to Hard Rock Cafe in Toronto. Very They're cool. They're putting it into their memorabilia when we get back. That's cool. We're going to do a show. And it's crazy how we're still at that level. We're, we're, we're still... I'm happy we are, that's and good. I think if we can't do that, we should we should break up. Yeah, because the Killer Dwarfs—that's what makes the band who we are. Yeah. If there, if Russ wasn't doing a headstand or two, or if, if the show didn't have the comedy to it right. and the entertainment value, then we're not the Killer Dwarfs. Well, I pray he doesn't break his neck over the next few. He's few got days. it down, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he really does. It's me. Yeah, he, I saw the picture. And I was it's like, not he's as still hard. doing that for him. It's not as hard as you think. Like he he has it down. He does. That's wild stuff. And uh, I, I love it. I mean, I'm I'm loving that we still can do that that's great you know, so yeah so yeah I know there's going to be a number of our listeners that are going to check y'all out on this tour so I wanted to give yeah. them a little sneak preview so, okay uh, great yeah but uh, you know just excited I finally got to meet you in yeah, person yeah me, me too man and, uh, really, yeah. great, really great to meet you Aaron wasn't, Aaron wasn't able to make it but he sends along his regards yeah. he's, uh, oh, okay. he's excited we got to get you guys in person so uh, that's very cool man so, yeah thanks good luck lot. on the tour thanks a lot alright right. cool.